Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. I am so excited to be sitting here in front of this microphone recording my first ever podcast episode. This is very much a full circle moment for me and very special because I used to sit on the bus home from my corporate job every day or every evening listening to podcasts like this, listening to people talk about starting an online business, scaling their business, making these crazy, you know, amounts of dollars each month. And I would sit there on the bus absolutely miserable that that life wasn't mine. You know, I would sit there and listen to these online entrepreneurs and just I would do anything to be living that life. And I remember some days coming home from my job, literally just crying on the bus. And I'm someone who hates crying in public, if you are one of my friends and you know me. But I got to the point where I was so miserable in my job that I would literally just cry. I would just cry on the bus home. And it's crazy to think now, just over two years later, here I am in my beautiful home office in Wellington, my little foster dog sleeping at my feet here, living my actual dream, living my dream, living my wildest fantasies from those bus rides home. So I thought it was only fitting for this very first episode of the Dishing Up Digital podcast to take a little bit of a trip down memory lane and to talk about this story, how I went from you know, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life, being miserable in the corporate world to now owning my own six-figure social media marketing agency and coaching business. My business journey has had a lot of up and downs along the way. So I hope whoever is listening out there, if you are sitting on the bus coming home from your corporate job, I hope there is somebody out there who can take some inspiration away from my story and learn something new. So I guess let's dive into this. For me, it all started I graduated from university with a communications degree majoring in journalism. Since I was 13, I knew I wanted to be a magazine writer. That was the big dream. I wanted to live that Devil Wears Prada fantasy, you know, working at a glossy fashion magazine, working up the ranks and becoming an editor one day. And when I graduated university, I got a job as a writer for a weekly women's mag here in New Zealand. And I was an entertainment writer, which basically means I got to review movies, I got to review TV shows, I got to go to screenings, premieres, interview celebrities, go to swanky events. When I describe my job, it sounds like the dream. And it's what 13-year-old Alan had always wanted, you know. I did some crazy cool things. Like, I I got flown to Los Angeles for two days to interview Will I Am. I got put up in a fancy hotel and interviewed this like iconic star. And looking back on moments like those, I am so grateful for the experiences and the opportunities I got in that role. But the key thing was I didn't have the passion for it. I didn't actually love that job. And it was really confusing for me to grapple with that idea because this was the job I'd wanted since I was 13. This is what I had put hours, years, years of work into. 
you know, I was an absolute nerd in high school. <laughs> I was always in the books. I didn't go to parties because I wanted to go and do my communications degree, get my scholarships and get the best job. Like I was very, very driven from a young age. And the fact that all of this work, these years of planning and work got me to this place that I actually didn't enjoy. It was really shocking for me. And I was kind of really puzzled as to what to do next. You know, what area should I go into? I'd look at my boss's jobs, my senior editors, and I'd be like, I don't want that role, but I don't know what I do want. So it was a really hard thing for me to process. And eventually I decided I wanted to pivot into marketing and digital marketing. And I spent about a year applying for jobs, being like, yes, I can do this. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to be a marketing guru. And, you know, I'll start as an assistant. Like, I don't even care. And I spent about a year applying for jobs. And at this point, I had almost two years of experience under my belt working at this magazine. And I got rejected from every single job. Nobody wanted to hire me. <laughs> and it was so hard, again, because I was such an overachiever. I was used to getting my way. And suddenly, I couldn't even get a job interview. And again, this was a really big blow to my ego, you know. And I went back to the drawing board and decided that maybe this corporate world, maybe that's what was actually wrong with you know, the dream. It wasn't fitting into this lifestyle that I wanted. I hated having to be at my desk from, you know, 8 till 5.30. I hated having to have my hours dictated and my work given to me. I was like, maybe I should start a business. This is the thought that came to me. And um, around the end of 2018, I'd been listening to podcasts just like this. And I was like, you know what? I could do this online business thing. Like, let's give this a shot. And when I say give it a shot, I mean, think about the idea for four months, stress myself out, get struck down by imposter syndrome and not actually do anything for four months. <laughs> so eventually we rolled into 2019. And I remember I was going on a trip to Italy. This was the first time in my job in two and a half years that I'd worked there that I was taking a four week vacation, actually a vacation longer than four days. <laughs> it was four weeks and I was so excited. And I decided to use the opportunity to experiment with social media marketing. I'd seen, you know, people talking about this online and I was like, maybe I should give this a go. You know, I have this holiday. I could do a little bit of work on this side project while I'm in Italy and let's just see how it goes. So let me just paint this picture. I managed to book two free clients. I reached out to them, found them in some Facebook groups and said, look, I'll do all of your social media content, like prep it all, do the photos, create your graphics, create this feed for you for an entire month and I'll do it all for free just in exchange for a testimonial. So of course these businesses said yes because they thought it was the best deal ever. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, someone actually wants to work with me. This is exciting. And I go off to Italy with my friend Alex. Shout out to you, Alex, if you're listening to this. And I have such a vivid memory of this moment on our trip where I had just shot some beautiful photos of some of the products in our Verona Airbnb. And I sat down on the couch and I was editing these images before we went off to dinner. And we had had the most beautiful day in Verona, such a stunning city. And I remember sitting on the couch and I, I turned to my friend Alex and I was like, I have to make this happen. Like this has to be my life. This is incredible. The fact that I can travel the world, that I can bring my work with me, this flexibility, this is incredible. It was like nothing I'd never experienced before. And it was finally like this little light went off. I had this moment of clarity where I was like, I've found what I've meant to do with my life. And my friend Alex is the most supportive girl ever. And she was like, yes, you've got this. Time to start a business. <laughs> and so that's where Dishing Up Digital was born. I started just by working on these couple of free clients 
And eventually we got back to reality. We went back to New Zealand, went back to work, and I was even more determined. I remember having a particularly bad day at work after coming back, because obviously you come back from a holiday, super stressful, massive backlog of work. And at this time, I was actually living in an apartment in the city. I had moved out of my parents' house in hopes that it would make my life better. Uh, Spoiler alert, it doesn't solve the issues with your job, even if you're living in a swanky apartment. On this particular day, I just came home and collapsed on the kitchen floor in tears. I was just so upset about something that had happened to me that day, something a colleague had said to me. And I was feeling really worthless. I was feeling really bad about myself. And I just remember crying for a good like 20 minutes probably until this little voice in my head told me to snap out of it. And it was this moment where I was like, I'm sick of this. I don't have this passion for this job or this industry or this career. I need to do something else. And that was what really lit the fire underneath me to go in and and really start finding paid clients. And that night I made a three-month plan, a three-month plan to quit my job. And of course, the three months came and went. I had all my goals and I was too terrified to actually quit my job. So it turned into more of a 10-month process. But that was a really, really important uh, night and a crucial moment in my journey. I basically started my business by utilizing Facebook groups and putting out pictures, examples of my work, utilizing those testimonials that I'd got from those two free clients. And I remember putting my first post up in a local group and it got over 40 comments. And I just, I remember sitting back at my computer being like, whoa, those are 40 real businesses that actually want to work with me. And of course, I was offering quite a cheap rate. I was offering a bit of a discount at the time. But it still proved to me that there was potential here. There was an industry with demand for this service. And it got me really excited. It gave me a little bit of hope, you know, that I was onto something. Because I called myself a serial side hustler up until this point. I always had a side hustle on the go. My sister and I, we had our blog. We had our YouTube channel. We'd done the whole like influencer thing while we were at university. And we'd also had an online store. We sold clothes. We sold vintage clothes. We had a jewelry store at one stage. I tried wedding videography. Like I always had a little side hustle on the go. But never before had I started a side hustle that had this kind of reaction. After that first post, I managed to book my first bunch of clients. And I made $1,000 that first month. March 2019, the first time I put myself out there and found paid clients, I made $1,000. Now, $1,000 doesn't seem like a lot to me now and probably not a lot to people who maybe follow entrepreneurs who made $10,000 in their first month. I'm keeping it real here. My story is real. It's down to earth. It's realistic. And for me, that $1,000 really signified a lot. You know, it gave me the confidence that I could make this happen. In the next two months, working up to quitting my job, it was the last month that November 2019 before I was leaving that I actually managed to match my salary. So I managed to make the same amount in my side hustle that I was making in my corporate job. And that was such a rewarding moment because I'd actually already resigned at that point. I'd resigned in October, but I had quite a long resignation period. And it was really validating for me because I'd been working towards uh, matching those incomes that whole entire 10 months. And I couldn't quite do it because Obviously, I think it's just really hard with a side hustle. You're going to struggle to balance your time and actually find the time to be able to match your salary. 
But that was just almost like this final little pat on the back that was like, Ellen, you got this. And I was flying through November with the most confidence ever. I was ready to start my business. And then my whole world came crumbling down with a breakup. Now, a huge part of me starting my business and and going for this kind of digital nomad life was because of my boyfriend at the time. He lived in a different city to me. We had been together for eight years or almost eight years, but two of those years, the last two years had been long distance because I lived in Auckland and he lived in the South Island of New Zealand. The city that he was living in had zero job opportunities for me over those two years that he was living there. And it kind of came down to me to be the one to move, you know, to move, pick up my life and move across the country. And it was a really conflicting idea for me because I had been brought up to be very independent. I was an independent woman. (laughs) I was an independent woman who don't need no man. And it was really conflicting for me, this idea that I was giving up my, my, my life in Auckland and moving for a guy. And it was a very big part of, of why it took me so long to resign as well, because it kind of it went against my values, which funnily enough, if you know me now, I actually did end up moving across the country for another boy. <laughs> but at the time, I found it really hard to deal with. And eventually, of course, I just took the plunge. And I had resigned from my job and I had booked my one-way flight to move across the country for this guy that I was head over heels in love with. I thought I was destined to be with him forever. And two weeks before I was meant to make the move and also launch my business, I was doing it in the same weekend. I went down to visit him. I brought my little suitcase of bits and bob, you know, my, my pot, my pan, you know, some towels, you know, the cute little things that, you know, you get so excited about to move in with someone and take that next step in your relationship. And I went down there with not even the faintest idea that this could be the end. For me, the end of that relationship was a massive blindside. I did not see it coming at all. It was the ultimate feeling of betrayal and heartbreak. Like heartbreak doesn't even feel like an appropriate word to cover it because it wasn't just my heart broken. It was my whole entire being, my brain, everything just felt like I had been smashed into a million pieces. You know, I sat in this car with this guy that I had, you know, loved for eight years and had been so intimate with, you know, he knew me inside and out. And I'm a very introverted and shy person. There's very few people in in the world, a few very close friends that I can be completely myself with. And to have the tables turn and have someone you love use all of the things that they know about you to hurt you is such a painful thing to go through. And I, I haven't actually talked about this online before, but I remember sitting in that car with him listening to him tell me that I wasn't beautiful, that I wasn't a good girlfriend, that I was suffocating, that I made his life more difficult. And just this this abuse that came at me. And I hit a rock bottom after that breakup. And it's something that I know I'm always going to carry with me, that, that feeling of complete, utter worthlessness. Like I felt like I was worth nothing. This person that I trusted the most and that I had given my heart to completely stripped me down to nothing. And I just remember going to a hotel after this had happened and sitting there and thinking, how the hell am I meant to start a business now? Like, I can't even be a girlfriend. And I had this constant feeling rotating through my head, this sort of these words saying to myself, your relationship has failed your business is going to fail too, girl. Like, who the hell do you think you are? You think you can do this on your own? 
You think you're good enough to do this? And that was just a cycle of emotions that went through my brain in those following few days. And that was the lowest point in my life. And it's something that it still makes me a little bit emotional, to be honest, to talk about. It brings up a lot of feelings that I don't like. You know, I've done a lot of work on myself to get to a place now where I am so confident and, and in love with myself. And I don't believe any of those words that were exchanged on that day anymore. But it still hurts. It's still something that I carry with me. And even if I have a bad day in my business, I almost feel that that feeling of unworthiness bubble up inside me again. You know, if something goes wrong, I get some negative feedback from a client, which, you know, it happens. It's part of life. It's part of running a business. It kind of, it hits that little piece inside me that still has that tiny bit of, of belief that like, I'm, I'm a terrible human and I, I, I'm not capable of doing any of this. And I think anyone else who has been through such a traumatic breakup like this will completely understand this feeling. And I think looking back now, it has been such a crucial turning point for me and my business because it actually made me pause. And I did somehow pull together the guts and the enthusiasm to launch my business. And I did launch it two weeks later. But it was also it was a launch that was filled with a lot of sadness. A big part of the reason I'd started that business was for him and he was no longer in my life. And I remember being so excited, like I was getting, you know, all of these comments on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, with all these congratulatory messages. And I just remember being like so, so happy, like the happiest I had ever been in my life one second. And then the next I was crying because I was sad again. And it was a real roller coaster of emotions. But what it really taught me was how I wanted to run my business. It was a really uh, an influential point that made me realize what I wanted out of my business and what I didn't want out of my business. I realized how important it was actually to look after me. I realized all the money, all the success didn't mean anything if I wasn't internally happy. And I went on a big mission for those following next three, four months to work on myself and to actually be happy, you know, to to not worry about making $10,000 in my first month and actually worry about being happy, enjoying my life. See, this is what makes me emotional now to think about because it really did change me as a person and it made me who I am today and it made my business what it is today. Because like I said, that first month I didn't make $10,000. I made $2,000 and I also went to Bali on a, on a retreat to you know pamper myself and build myself back up again. And I think I spent about $5,000 on that retreat. So I was well in the negatives for December. But my point really is that you can be at the lowest point in your life and if you can find one dull flame inside you that has this, you know, slight little bit of belief in yourself, really just hold on to that, anchor that, put all of your focus onto that small little feeling and feed that flame. Build yourself up, work on yourself daily and tell yourself every day in the mirror that you can do this, that you deserve this and that all of these people who have tried to put you down don't even know what's coming. All right, like this is the thing that I I love about my story. I don't know if that sounds really up myself. I I love this part of my story. But I could have so easily have gone back to my boss and got down on my hands and knees and begged for my job back. You know, they they could have taken me back. But I decided that I didn't want to go through my life wondering what if. I didn't want to go through life wondering what would have happened if I had started that business. Would it have been successful? Would it have not? I 
never want to live my life with regrets. And that was a really big thing that came out of my breakup as well. I wanted to enjoy life. I wanted to live every opportunity. And I knew deep down that everything happened for a reason. I remember about three days after my breakup when I went back to work and I was having lunch with a colleague, telling her everything that had happened. And she was crying. She was crying as I told her the things that had been said, what had happened. And she looked at me and she's like, why aren't you crying? Like, I am so upset right now and you seem fine. And I just looked at her and I remember saying, I just feel like this has happened for a reason. Like I'm either going to go off and be the most independent boss as businesswoman ever, like the definition of you don't need no man. <laughs> or, you know, I'm going to get back together with this guy and we're going to have an even better relationship. Or option C, he's just not the right person for me. And this is all leading up to meeting my guy, my soulmate, which I fully believe, spoiler alert, <laughs> it has now. And I am now in a, a new, incredible, very, very happy relationship living with um, my boyfriend in, in Wellington in our lovely little home with our foster dogs. And I never would have gotten here today with my business, with my relationship, if I hadn't been through that pain, if I hadn't embraced that pain and really walked through it and believed in myself. And I tell my students all the time, the girls that come through my group coaching program, who come through my courses, I always, always say, running a business is 90% your mindset. And it's only 10% skill. Like you could be <laughs> the most skilled social media manager in the world. You have all the Instagram hacks and tips and tricks down. But if you don't know how to run your business, if, if you don't know how to you know, keep your head on straight. If you don't have the confidence to push through those really hard days, you know, you don't have the confidence to push through when things go wrong, you're going to ultimately struggle a lot in your business and you're going to eventually probably fail. Like that sounds pretty brutal, but if, if you can't believe in yourself and get through those tough points, you're not going to be able to be successful. And I think that's the really key thing I want you guys to take away from this podcast episode. If you're going through something really rough right now in your life, just know that you are learning so much from this and your, your mindset, your confidence will grow and bounce back bigger than it ever has before because that's what happened to me. So I guess the next chapter of my journey was, was going full-time and starting that little full-time hustle from a side hustle and the first few months were a bit slow. As I said, I was spending a lot of time working on myself. But eventually things started to pick up. I started to book more clients. I started to book bigger clients. I remember it would have been late February, early March. I booked my first big US client and it just blew my mind that I could be this little Kiwi girl living in Auckland at her parents' house at that point and still be booking these big US businesses. It was crazy. And then, of course, a little thing called COVID came along. Don't know if you've heard about it, guys, but, you know, it's this this global pandemic. Sorry, New Zealanders have a really sarcastic sense of humor if you hadn't picked that up already, if you're someone from overseas listening to this. <laughs> but that, again, was just this huge challenging point in my business where I could have, again, given up. I could have given up and been like, oh, my gosh, global pandemic. Let me go get my job back. Like, I'm not going to be able to, you know, survive this. I'm not going to be able to build my business through this. And I think it was also really scary for me, you know, seeing all the news about, you know, incoming recession, there was going to be a global recession, the economy is going to crash because my memories of that happening in 2009 was my dad losing his job. 
you know, he got made redundant and it was a really tough time for my family. He didn't have a job for a very long time. So that history and that sort of thinking and, and what I related to a global recession, that popped up, that fear came in and I was like, oh my God, my business is going to fail. This isn't going to work, blah, blah, blah. But again, I was like, you know what? If worse comes to worse, I can go work in a factory. I could go work at a cafe. Like, let's just power on through. Let's keep doing this. And the crazy thing that happened in COVID was my business got busier than ever. There is such a huge demand for social media management now because people have realized how important it is. You know, they've been completely cut off by their customers and we have gone into lockdowns all around the world. And more and more people are on social media. They're realizing how important it is to connect to their customer. And that's ultimately why my business didn't just survive in COVID, but thrived. And I know that's a very, very rare thing. There's a lot of people who have lost their jobs. And I fully understand and sympathize with that. And I hope maybe if you're one of those people listening to this podcast, you can have the enthusiasm and the motivation to now look into social media marketing and to pursue an online business because it's crazy that, you know, there's all these these female online entrepreneurs making bank, like making tens of thousands of dollars each month online in such a difficult financial time. I was talking about this with a friend the other day, actually, and when my mom graduated high school, or actually she didn't, she didn't technically graduate, she left at 16 and went to teacher's college, but she had three options for her career. She could be a teacher, she could be a nurse, or she could be a receptionist. That was the standard career pathways for women at that time. And now looking at myself and my business, like my mother, my grandmother would never have been in the position to have opportunities like this. And that's something that I'm incredibly grateful for. I know what they've done and the hard work that they have put in during their lives has gotten me and enabled me to be where I am today. You know, my mom staying up late at night, reading me Harry Potter books. You know, she was teaching me how to read, how to educate myself, how to dream as well. You know, Harry Potter is such an inspiring series as a kid. It's so magical. It makes you believe in magic and believe in all the wonders of the world. And I just look at little things like that. And I know, you know, I haven't come from a super privileged family. You know, I, I definitely have privilege in some sense. You know, I always had a roof over to my head. I had food on the table. Um, I got to get an education. But I didn't go to a fancy school. I went to a decile school here, a decile two school here in New Zealand, which basically means it's quite underfunded. It's not nothing fancy, nothing special. But I didn't let that hold me back. Just because I didn't go to school with future millionaires, just because I didn't have family connections, I didn't let that stop me from starting a business. And I think that's the really cool thing about the online world is it does give us almost like this equal playing field. Like anybody can start a business these days. And I'm sidetracking a little bit from my, my business story and the topic of this episode. But it's just something that I believe is, is really important to share because I know there's so many people out there starting businesses who get, you know, a $100,000 loan from their parents or, you know, someone makes an investment or, you know, daddy puts them in touch with an old business colleague. And that is a crazy, completely different world to what I have grown up in. So that kind of brings me to today, I guess. So I, I guess I spent 2020 just scaling, growing my business, finding my feet, figuring out what kind of clients I wanted to work with 
And then at the end of 2020, I really started expanding my services. Um, I started offering more digital products. You know, I have two ebooks you can purchase now. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Head to dishingupdigital.com if you want to buy an ebook and support me. I have one ebook on there that's literally $2 on Amazon, by the way. It's a good deal. And yeah, I, I started introducing coaching and in 2021 this year, I introduced uh, online courses. I made my first course, Get the Gram. And I've really just continued to slowly but steadily scale my business. And that's the key thing for me. It's like this sustainable scale is what I see a lot of other people coin it here on the internet. And sustainable scaling for me is all about just slowly growing your business and working hard and consistently every single day to contribute to your success, to build your success. Because on the internet, there's a lot of overnight success stories or air quote overnight success stories. And they're people who make $10,000 in their first month of business. They're people who make, you know, 200 grand or 200 US dollars in their first year. You know, crazy big numbers. And I want you guys to listen to this podcast and realize you can actually build a successful business without those crazy numbers. Like you can start off making $1,000 and you should pat yourself on the back for that. That is damn cool. That is a huge milestone. And congrats if you're at that stage in your business right now. But what I mean is just because, you know, there's all these success stories on the internet, don't feel bad about it. You know, listen to me in this podcast. <laughs> I went through a lot of stuff to get where I am today. It's been a two year, two and a half year process now since I started my side hustle to build to six figures. And I have big goals, big visions for where I want to take this business in the future. And I'm very excited. So I'm hoping you guys can stick with me on this journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate, review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening. Come follow me on Instagram at Ellen McKenzie if you want more tips and tricks and more about my story as a social media manager and a business owner. I am also running some very exciting giveaways to celebrate the launch of this podcast if you are by chance listening to this in the first week that I've launched it. So make sure you do come check those giveaways out on Instagram. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. This has been so exciting recording my first podcast episode and I hope to see you or hear you, hear from you. I'm used to recording YouTube videos. This is so weird. I have to change all of my lingo. It's from going from like filming to recording, from watching to listening. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to sign off here, guys. Thank you so much for listening and I will chat to you in the next episode. Bye.